So, welcome back to another episode of But Where Are You From? We're a podcast hosted by a 20, nearly something millennial learning about life as a British-born Chinese person. I'm Viv, the host of the podcast, and in the series we talk about life as a British-born Chinese person. So from my tragic love life to family life, dating, relationships, food, racism and general culture. So if you have any questions, as usual, please drop me a message at Viv the Div. I do get back to most people, like, yeah, pretty much all people that message me because it's not that many. Who am I kidding? I'm acting as if I get loads of people sliding into my DMs. It's not that many at all. So, and I love having a chat with you guys. And thank you so much to everyone who's listened, as usual. We have had over 2,000 downloads so far. I could not believe my eyes. It's just growing and growing. I can't believe it. I'm so humbled and I appreciate every single one of you who's listened. We've had people from Japan, the Bermuda, I can't even say it, Bermuda, Singapore, um, Brazil, people listening, which I'm just astounded by. Oh my God. So today's podcast is so much fun to listen to. I had a really awesome guest on, May Yip. Uh, May and I really bonded. Uh, I featured on her podcast, Phenomenal and Asian. Definitely go check it out. We started our podcasts literally around the same time and we have really similar stories in terms of working for ourselves in the creative industry and we have this weird bond over the fact that one of our parents passed away from cancer. Um, The only dissimilar feature that we do have is that she's really good at maths and I'm all, almost like the the Jenny from the block version of her. Like she has this Oxford Southern accent. She's really well spoken. And I obviously have my, my Northern accent. Um, but she practiced as an accountant at PwC before setting up her new business, which we'll talk about today. And it was honestly just such a pleasure to talk to her because she's so down to earth. You can tell that she is very successful in her job. And yet she remains extremely humble. She gives loads of good advice and she's just really creative. So it was really cool to talk to someone who understood my sector and was really excited about it as well. So really hope you enjoy this episode. If you have any questions, please do drop me a DM and you can also find May socials on the show notes below. So thank you so much, guys. Enjoy the episode. Oh, sorry, just to intercept, it's Viv here from the future. We started talking about drinking, but for some reason, we just start. I started recording about 30 seconds into our conversation, so I'm extremely sorry that it starts so abruptly. Proceed. Do you? Yeah, I can't drink. <gasps> I Like, I, I literally have about one, one sip, and then I'm red and feel awful. So your whole family, oh, really? your whole family drink then? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm so jealous. My... <laughs> I am actually like so happy that I don't go red because I just think it mm. it must be really difficult because yeah, people just know that you've had a drink or you're drunk or <laughs> yeah, and it just feels terrible as well. Like when you're out oh, does it? And you're red, but you your heart rate is like 160 BPM or something. It's like you're really? doing a workout. Yeah, that it affects me quite bad actually. And it just got to the point. So especially if I drink things like wine, which is really bad for it, 
so just decided not to anymore but I'm so jealous you know that you can drink but oh my god that's so interesting (laughs) so how so you've never like really drunk at all so I did I did used to drink like and I used to drink quite a lot like client parties and work parties and stuff and then as I've gotten older I've just kind of weaned it out so last year I probably drank twice that year so it was wow and it was um my best yeah but that's great though do you know what I mean I think I think that's what in terms of amazing if you can yeah Yeah, health and just like um it's a good habit I think to not drink like (laughs) yeah definitely but I do I do feel like I've missed out even though I do I have got drunk before uh but have you heard of Zantac is that is that like the pill that yeah makes you not red yeah it's a, it's a, it's yeah, a thing that's like from going red so I take that if I'm going to drink but it's such an ordeal so yeah I can't be bothered but you're you're enjoying a nice oh. glass of wine how's your week been because I know we spoke on your podcast last week was it last week I know I think so <laughs> feels like so I long ago <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no week's been good actually um I feel like yeah I've, all the days merge into one so I can't mm. really remember what what's been going on but no it's been um no it's been good I'm happy that it's a full day week I feel like full day weeks you are more productive oh my god I totally forgot so Friday's bank holiday isn't it yeah I if you hadn't told me that I would have carried on working (laughs) like I literally completely forgot but yeah I know it's um I saw that you were nominated for an award or something like that or in a list oh yeah so it's um this body called the uh, the British Institution of Media Association or something so it's like a um they nominate certain people in different categories so yeah my category was like the marketing director's category and I'm in the same category Amazing. as the person uh, as the marketing director from Greg's so the pioneers yeah. of the vegan sausage roll which is like <laughs> for me the best thing about oh the whole thing. Oh my god, thing. that's incredible! I know we had this. So what? So what does that mean? Like, um, do uh, you get invited to? Yeah, there would have been an award to do, but now, but that basically that part we had like a Zoom like party with like a hundred people on it. You basically oh. just um, just like that's listen fun. to them talking. No, that's fun. <laughs> I know, and then we went into different break rooms. You know, you can do that on Zoom. You can go into break rooms. Oh, like waiting rooms. Yeah. yeah. So we did that. I have that. heard about this. And that's then, so um, yeah. So it was, it was fine though. But we're here to talk about you, May. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm obviously I'm going to. If you want to just introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do and just yeah, just go from there. Okay, great. Um, so I'm May, and I currently live in London, but I'm originally from Oxford. I am the founder of a company called Eric, and Eric is basically a community empowering young people on career and self-development. Um, so I started it with my best friend um, almost like three years ago now, sorry, more than three years ago. And it was basically because we, when we were younger, we just had zero kind of careers support, careers advice, and fell into careers that we just really didn't like. So I ended up being an accountant, very stereotypical, (laughs) Um, you know, followed the dreams of my parents. And uh, I just really hated it. And I, it just wasn't me. And I just knew I wasn't, I think like if you're not going to be if you don't enjoy something then you're not mm. going to be the best at it mm. um so yeah so Sam and I basically were like what 
what frustrated us the most was just how boring careers advice was yeah um and in particular like career fairs so we decided to um do something about it and make career fairs fun so we turned them into festivals where it's like live music um speakers but like young cool speakers who you can actually relate to um you know like immersive workshops um like yeah lots of just different fun things that are actually engaging and you know you're learning all all about the different kind of career options that you can take yeah so we we mainly focus on the creative industries though yeah um because that's what we both wanted to go into Mm. um and we just feel like there's there's limited kind of advice around the creative um industries it's brilliant I was looking at your so, website yeah. earlier and I think it's such a cool oh. thing. Yeah. Oh, is it is it new yeah. the website? <laughs> Sound a surprise then. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've kind of got two um arms of it. So Eric is the community and that's kind of um yeah. mainly we do have a we do have a website, but I guess mainly our community sits on Instagram. Oh, okay. Um but we've recently launched a new arm which is Erica. Um, yeah. And the A basically stands for agency. Um, so Erica is um, aimed towards companies. Yeah. So we help companies understand Gen Z better. Brilliant. Um, by like providing them insights and things like that. So the Erica website is yeah. brand new. So I was like, oh yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I I'm like, on Meet Eric. So so tell us what Eric stands for then. So Eric stands for Empower, Represent, Immerse, and Create. That's cool. So I guess it's kind of like the journey that you go through. So how did you come up with that name? Did you go, we want to call it Eric and then found words to fit in? Or did you think of those <laughs> four words and then put it together? Yeah, we, we basically... It could have been like, rice. We, no, I know. <laughs> that was the first one we came up with. Was it? Because <laughs> we came up with the words first. Um, and Because we, we really liked TED or like, you know, acronyms, and like names. Is TED an acronym? So we were just... Yeah. Like technology, education development oh I didn't know that (laughs) that. okay cool yeah yeah um so we just came up with loads of words and then just like kind of yeah we're trying to find acronyms and then we genuinely had rice festival we were like we cannot do that (laughs) like people are gonna think it's like a festival of different types of rice I mean it kind of fits in in a way because you're Chinese it perhaps Mm. it could have been like a tenuous link in there you know what we probably would have we probably would have been more successful if we (laughs) but I love Eric though because it's almost ironic in the sense that you're exactly. speaking to gen z but there's probably no gen z's called eric is there exactly it's yeah, honestly it. so funny because um exactly yeah like who's called eric no yeah. one's called it's quite like a old name yeah um but it is memorable like to be fair um we we were really lucky with the name because i think lots of people when they start up a business mm. um thinking of a name is really difficult or it's yeah. a difficult part of the journey mm. um but we literally came up with eric in like 10 minutes um and it was just we were just like yeah let's just go with that because it's it's memorable yeah. it's fun um and it, and it has worked and it has worked in our favor as well and i think um yeah. the other element of it that we didn't even realize is that because we're obviously helping and giving support to young people mm giving um our company name like an actual name just humanizes our brand yeah so i feel like our community just really trust us 
um, which I guess is just like, something you, you don't even notice until you look back and you're like, oh, that was clever of us. No, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It definitely, what, what's the word? Like anthropomorphizes the brand. Is oh, that, wow. Is that the right That's word? That's a big word. <laughs> is that the right word? I don't even know. I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, absolutely. Kind of, yeah, you, you, it turns it into an actual person, a personality. Yeah. 100% and it is memorable isn't it like you're, you're not going to forget so the name Eric um, <laughs> yeah, no. so so before so I wanted to talk to you about kind of being a female entrepreneur and everything and how you got on to starting the business but before we do that so I'm, I'm testing this new segment on you May it's called Ooh. It's a really silly segment and you you're my first guinea pig so <laughs> I don't know whether it's going to work so essentially I'm going to ask you just five five or six quick fire questions uh, and you have to answer them to see how Asian you are and you get a point for every um oh my God, I love this. question so we'll do this first <laughs> and then we can go into the hardcore stuff okay um okay so first question do you take your shoes off before you you walk into your house at the door yes yes okay point one uh, do you cling film your remote controls? <laughs> no. no. Did your family ever used to do that? You know what? My, my, no, my parents never did that, but my grandparents did. So yeah. I always found it very, very odd. <laughs> so my family did. And then for some reason, we just did stopped. They? Yeah. Like, I don't know, just halfway through my life, we just stopped cling And the sofas and everything. Not the, so not the sofas, <laughs> um, but the remote controls. Yeah, definitely. Next question. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> Do you use your, do you use your dishwasher as storage space? <laughs> I definitely we definitely did in my family home, but now because I live with um, three yeah. guaylos, yeah, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> um, how do you say I am hungry in Chinese? Oh, <laughs> is I don't know that one. Is it like sick something sick? Yeah. No, that's eat I something so it's more tall more ah uh, yeah no I don't know that one <laughs> uh, last question did you eat spam growing up yes, yes. <laughs> so on the, the Asian scale you've got th three out of six halfway there that's pretty good actually I'm, pretty good. I'm proud of that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you that's... need to have like a do you have like a score like um answer for each do you know what I mean? It's like oh you yeah, are, like a BuzzFeed thing at the end where it's like yeah, well you're like half rice, half chips kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll call it that. We're kind of just making it up, mate. I don't really know. I just thought of this idea yesterday, and then I asked um John to no, create this jingle thing, and then I just wrote these questions before. So, okay, like amazing. spam. Yeah, yeah. I I I haven't eaten spam in a while though. Um, but again, yeah. I think I'm, I'm embarrassed to bring it into the house with like my other friends. <laughs> I know. So, I, what would they think of me? I only eat it when I'm at home uh, with my mum, mm. and I had it for the first it's time like recently. Yeah, it's like it's a secret Oof. thing. Like I would never ever. I don't think I had it once when I was living by myself in London. <laughs> I think yeah, it, you would have been judged massively. <laughs> so okay, well, going back into it then. So, talk a bit about kind of like your your life as an accountant. Why didn't you enjoy it, and why did you go down that route in the first place? when you were an accountant mm. at BWC? Because I think that would be quite interesting for a lot of people yeah. who are listening in terms of um, 
career paths and and why yeah. we end, ended up where we are no definitely um I think like you know I, I guess I was kind of the same as everyone else in terms of you just don't really know what you want to do when you're at school mm. um and you kind of just follow the subjects that I guess you're good at um yeah. so I was really good at maths and I guess that was my favorite subject um it kind of just came natural to me what did you get you hated it. A, a star a, a star an a star oh my god yeah and then I did a level maths you did a level a. maths and you got a. an a oh my gosh I, it just kind of it was just really easy though I do think that maths you either just get it or you don't yeah it's not like one of those things where you you can look like I did it I, I had an account not accountant I had a tutor for years and I still didn't get it just doesn't click <laughs> <laughs> no exactly exactly like languages for me just don't click like, then, I just don't get it but then obviously you had the creative side too yeah no exactly and I think that's the difficult thing at school is that you only really have art yeah. as like your creative outlet yeah um so I did do art as well but I just you just didn't really see how you could turn that into a career mm. So yeah, so I was good at maths. Um, and then I think, you know, my parents are obviously Asian and mm. doctor, accountant, lawyer. They they never really, really pushed it, but obviously just to do like a professional job was like um yeah. a good thing. And were they proud so, of you for, for being an accountant? Oh my god, so proud. Yeah. I remember because the um course that I did, basically you had to get you had to do like an interview for it because it's sponsored by pwc wow yeah so it's like a it's like only 50 people a year they only take on 50 people a year no way um and you actually do the accountancy exams like during uni so it's like a fast track Whoa. to get chartered yeah um so and you get a job with them at the end of uni yeah. so it was a really good really good course in yeah. terms of like opportunities um, and I remember getting onto the course because you had to do quite like a like a difficult procedure thing. Yeah. Um, and my dad literally cried and hugged me when he oh, found out that I got on. Cries. I know. I know. That's so cute. Are they? Does he usually so show cute. emotion or is he? No. No. That was like the first time. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> um. <laughs> that is a massive like accolade, though, isn't it? Like that. That is incredible well that I am happy that I did that as well because yeah. I do think that it's given me the confidence to then go on and do my own thing yeah um because also I guess at the back of my mind I always have that to fall back on mm. if worst case scenario yeah definitely and then in terms of your siblings then so tell us a bit about them were they academic in that way too were they more mathsy or more creative or um yeah no I'd say I'd say I was definitely the most academic um yeah. so I have two older brothers mm. um and they're quite a bit older than me so one's 10 years older and the one's like seven years older yeah the eldest one he was always a bit rogue <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the eldest ones are always a bit you know go off the path a bit oh do you think, <laughs> do you I, think that? I think that's me my, my elder sister is probably more oh, really she, she's really clever she's uh, she's doing a clinical psychology oh. doctorate thing I don't really know but she's going to become a doctor <laughs> at the end of it so she, she's like the golden child in, in that perspective yeah but yeah oh, perhaps okay. it's the age difference perhaps because he was so on his own for a while or I'm not sure yeah well, I, think, I guess I was more on my own so like ah, them two grew up together and right. then when I was growing up they had gone left you yeah. know home and stuff yeah. so 
I guess I was the spoiled girl. <laughs> <laughs> we did really well in school. He did really, yeah, exactly. But so it was everything was fine. Oh, so then I was just gonna say my brothers. So yeah, the the Wayne, his eldest, he was always a bit rogue and kind of didn't really know what he wanted to do. But he was the most creative one mm. in the family. Like he was so naturally talented. Mm. Um, and his dream was always to be like a TV or film director. Yeah. Um, but he he originally studied medicine and then dropped wow. out of that and then like went on to do graphic design and then oh became a runner. Became for a an runner. Agency. Oh, I yeah, like a, like, so a production runner. Production runner. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, production runner. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Not whoa, an actual runner. That's a big like career change. <laughs> wow. And so he literally, I guess, like didn't have a career until mm. he was like late twenties. Okay. Um, yeah. and then just got a big got a big break basically yeah um and he's now he is now a tv director so yeah he's he's literally got the coolest job ever so what was he directed so he's directed like misfits secret diver cool girl doctor who oh my god that's so he's just cool. done one like um for amazon called like hunters i think with nice. uh, someone famous i can't remember who it is wow um and he's actually doing a really big show on amazon um <gasps> soon but i can't tell you what it oh, is but you, you oh, can kind of guess oh it's in new zealand <laughs> oh my god shut up i think i know what you mean as well i actually think i do that is so cool that is awesome so then when your parents when when he what he quit medical school how did your parents yeah. take it was that a difficult conversation to, were you kind of around that at all um so my I guess my parents are kind of split so my dad is really traditional Chinese he's quite he was the one kind of pushing the professional careers Mm. whereas my mum she she was really kind of westernized um like she grew up in Burma then they moved to Hong Kong but then she moved to America so I think Mm. she um was quite used to yeah the western world and and so she was always kind of pushing us to follow our creative side and she was really creative so mm. I guess together they were a really good um pair yeah um so when Wayne did go to them obviously I think my dad was like no but then my mum was the one to kind of you know sort my dad out and then yeah just allowed us to to go off and do what we wanted to do oh amazing I feel like there's always one parent who's a tiny bit more lenient in terms yeah. of letting you do your own thing my my mum is definitely that whereas my dad is probably the same as yours and in, in oh really yeah yeah, yeah they, they were both pretty chill but they my they definitely wanted to kind of force us to uh, in terms of academia just always like going on to the next level and trying to do the best that we can so then mm. so so going back to kind of you going transitioning from being an accountant to quitting that and set, and you went did you go straight into setting up your own company from that from PwC, yeah, from PwC, yeah, so straight to Eric. So how how did your parents take that then in terms of you just going right, mum, dad, I'm not doing this accountancy thing anymore. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my mum and we spoke about this on my podcast that um my mum passed away mm. like nearly oh god like eight years ago now. Yeah. Um. So I was 21 and I was still at PwC. Yeah. So I think when something like that happens, mm. it then really kind of wakes you up and, and makes you just rethink everything. Yeah. 
Um, and so I, I, I definitely think that 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 was the kind of um, sorry that made me really just take the leap and uh, do my own yeah. thing. I do. I mean, because I've always really had it in the back of my head, but I didn't. I didn't really know when was the right time, and mm. do you know what I mean? Or like, I don't really have a, an idea. Because we actually quit not for Eric. We quit for something else. We we quit for another company. Right. Idea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. <laughs> so we we actually quit to do video production. Right. Um. And we literally had no clients. So I don't yeah. know, I don't know what was going through our head as an, as an, we weren't even making any <laughs> revenue. So I, I yeah. genuinely don't know why we decided to quit there and then. I, um, I actually don't think that's a bad shout though, you know. Do you think? Just, yeah. Just jumping in because you either sink or swim then. So then. Oh yeah, totally. So then what, what happened with that then? So you quit to, to start a video production company and then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we quit and, and just money was running out. So we obviously saved a bit yeah um but we just hustled and like we went out and we we you know were offering video stuff for free Mm. um and we were all self-trained like we literally had no you know experience in film we just um learned off youtube yeah amazing (laughs) so we went out uh you know our first client refused to pay us because it was so shit honestly it was seriously it was a powerpoint presentation it looked (laughs) like a powerpoint presentation (laughs) Brilliant. I mean, I was embarrassed. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> um, so yeah, they refused to pay us, and then we filmed a wedding um, for, I guess, some like friends, like mm. a, like a kind of not close friend, but I guess like kind of contact acquaintance. Yeah. Um, and we actually did such a good job. Yeah. Um, but then, basically, a year later, they asked for the footage back. Yeah. And we we basically lost it. We like couldn't remember <laughs> where we put it. Oh shit! And so we basically don't have them as friend anymore. <laughs> they they literally have cut ties with us and uh, asked us to refund them the money. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's a big lesson there, isn't it? <laughs> Honestly, and then yeah, so we um we just tried, 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 and then eventually yeah. we got better. Yeah. Um, and and we actually had a really successful video agency for for the last couple of years like we still we still have it and um, mm. we we have someone who runs it yeah but again it, it's weird because I think um you think you know you want to you want to start your own thing mm. you start your own thing and then you realize that actually that's not again it's like you're not fulfilled yeah like we didn't want it to be the biggest video production company and we were getting quite like I guess bored mm. of like where it was going right it didn't didn't excite us anymore after a couple of years yeah um and then I think that's why we started Eric because it was always just that kind of I guess thing in the back of our head to be like Mm. we just want to help young people yeah um get into the creative industries so yeah yeah I guess it's not yeah it's not like the most traditional route but I think the best the best kind of stories are though, aren't they? Well, they're not the most traditional route. I think it's a really mm. cool cool story that you try something, quit it, try something again, quit it. Because I think people place a lot of shame on quitting things and they think it's a failure when actually it's you deciding mm-hmm. that you don't want to do that because it's you don't it's not good enough for what your aspirations, whatever you want to do. Like you want to do something that you love ultimately. 
And I think that's mm. a really important point is that when you see people stuck in, you could have been stuck at PwC for years and years and years. And that might mm-hmm. look great to a potential employer in, in 20 years time. But then what, you know, what loyalty counts for nothing nowadays. And if you weren't happy doing it, then I think quitting something is way more brave than sticking at something that you don't love. Yeah, that's so true. And I think like everyone thinks it's, it's you, everyone basically thinks that you should, um, mm. sorry, I don't want to say here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's waiting for the right time to quit and there's never yeah. a good time to quit. Yeah. Um, and you're never going to have the perfect business idea. Um, you're never going to be, you know, financially in the right position to mm. leave or take that risk. Yeah. I think the hardest bit is, is just taking that first yeah lunge and just being like i'm doing something different yeah just fucking do it just fucking go for it literally just do it yeah and and everything does fall into place and i know and i know sometimes like mm. some advice is really wishy washy and you're just like oh yeah but it's easier said than done mm. but, but you, it is so true it. yeah i i totally you, agree you've done it I do agree. And I think if you said that to me a couple of years ago, I'd be like, but how do I even get my first client? Like, how does that work? And then things do actually fall into place. And you just have to trust yourself. You have to trust your gut, 100% trust your gut. Um, So, so, I mean, going back to your parents, I think that's quite an interesting point. I mean, I mean, do do you ever think about like what your mum would think now about you starting your own company and, and whether she'd be proud of you? for setting Mm. up a company and doing something you love as well it's funny because I I actually don't think I was born an entrepreneur like I was very shy Mm. as a kid Mm. I wasn't very confident at all yeah um I think I always thought I was going to be one of many in a company Mm. do you know what I mean like yeah same yeah a no one a kind of (laughs) people people don't really know my name I just do the work and yeah you know go home or whatever like I didn't think I was special, I guess. Um, mm. And so I think I think I really, yeah, I think she'd be really proud of like me finding my feet mm. um, and just yeah, being confident in myself, believing in my ability, mm. and yeah, being a, a female entrepreneur, I guess. Because uh, it'd be interesting to ask her whether she thought I would do or be end up where I am yeah totally do you, do you know what I mean I, 100% I've had exactly the same thoughts so I know we, we've talked about this with uh, my dad passing too and he didn't get to see me do what I'm doing now and yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to just kind of yeah show him what I've done or like when I work yeah. when my first big client just be like oh my god dad look you know <laughs> I that you know what I always say I was like I, I'm so you know I've accepted that mm. they've they're not here which yeah. is fine you know things happen life yeah. goes on yeah. but all I would love is just a phone call oh. just to just to catch up do you know what I mean just to be like <laughs> how are you oh, this mate. is what I've been doing <laughs> and then you know you don't you don't need to be here you don't need to come back it's fine just <laughs> yeah just a zoom call <laughs> just a zoom Something. call I've actually it's got fine. tears in my eyes right now with you saying that <laughs> <laughs> oh actually, yeah no exactly like you said though you yeah. just wanna you just wanna just fill them in mm, yeah just be like look at me dad look at me mom look what i'm doing <laughs> i am bawling right now i don't know whether you can hear it but i'm oh. <laughs> I am literally bawling 
I have a picture of my mum actually right like she's staring at me oh that's nice <laughs> that's looking at you always <laughs> so, so um yeah kind of being a I'm just I'm just wiping the tears away now oh Aww. great my eyeliner just smushed everywhere <laughs> that's all cool um so going on to um kind of being a female entrepreneur and also being a minority female entrepreneur mm. how do you feel like it's affected you being in business at all I know you must do kind of a lot of networking and stuff are there any kind of stories of yeah casual racism or anything like that has it affected you in any way you know what I'm I'm really lucky because I feel like I haven't experienced um Mm. much racism growing up and I think obviously I'm I'm in London which is yeah one of the most you know cultural cities Mm. um and I'm also, I've also got my business partner who is my best friend. Yeah. And she's, she's a female mm. um, and she's Caucasian, white. Mm. So I don't know whether, I don't know whether I've had a different experience because she's my business partner. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I guess, throwing stuff out. Like, I don't know if it'd be different if, it, if I was a solo entrepreneur. Mm. Mm. Um, I also do think that because I when I speak and I don't know if you if you find this as well but it's mm. a bit like maybe they judge me when they first see me but then the moment I open my mouth and talk it's like yeah. oh okay she's she's obviously from here so <laughs> that's maybe really interesting racist isn't it? thoughts have gone yeah that's know. so interesting because it's almost like we have to almost validate the fact that because we have western accents that therefore that means we're acceptable in western society exactly. yeah I do think that though. I I, I, I yeah. can see myself like you know wanting to talk to say stuff just so that they know. Yeah. That I'm not, I don't know, fresh off the boat. But but yeah, I know. But it's it's really interesting because it's like, why is that a bad thing? If it if it was, say if we were fr- fresh off the boat, say if we were, why would mm. that be you know a bad thing if you're doing something as cool as Eric and starting your own business? Mm. What perception might that have? For... yeah no that is, is like fascinating yeah. and, I, and I don't know whether it's like just that familiarity do you mm. know what I mean like they hear that familiar tone or voice yeah. and they're like oh okay you know yeah um because I definitely see that mm. um so I went to private school in Oxford yeah um and that was a really interesting experience because obviously only Asian you know my dad owns a takeaway yeah um I don't think anyone else you know really is is in the same industry you know <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah that was really fascinating fascinating because I do think obviously there's a network within the private you know education and private schools and you know that whole like old boys network and like nepotism and all of that mm. stuff that goes with it it's like I'm kind of in there as well but again because they hear me they you know they they're like what school did you go to or whatever it is yeah and it's like I can say all this information to validate what you know what they need yeah what they need to hear um and so it's funny because I feel like I kind of fit into lots of different groups yeah but I'm very but I'm just not what you think um yeah like I'm not the stereotype in in any group does that make sense yeah no I I relate to that so you can almost you you can fit in with the big wigs the CEOs you can have big 
conversations with white men in a room as equal as you can with minorities mm. and you almost have that relatability between the two in a sense and I think that's it sorry I feel like I just figured it out I think it is it's that it's just are you can you relate to that person that you're talking about mm. yeah um and maybe that's like um and actually Sam, she always says this, that like her dad taught her this in like networking events because mm. you know how networking events are so scary and intimidating. Yeah. yeah. Her dad was like, you can always find something that you share in common with the person that you're talking to. You've just got to get to that. You've just got to find out what that is. And once you find out what that is, then it makes the conversation just like so much easier. Yeah, that is such good advice. That is really good advice. And perhaps... It's, it might be within your nature anyway, mate, to just be an empathetic person and you, you're able to observe other people, you know, regardless of mm. race or where you grew up, but just the fact that you can, you have social skills, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're able to, to network. But that is, such, that is such a good piece of advice, though. Just everyone can, even if it's like, for example, if I was in a room with Boris Johnson, what could I talk to him about? I don't know, <laughs> you, we might like the same that cheeses, great... for example. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but that that's actually a really good tip. So, I mean, so going back to being an entrepreneur, what what's been the hardest moment so far of your career? Would you say? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I guess I guess like um it's it's more the highs and the lows mm. i wouldn't say that there's like a i can't think of one big thing that has been an issue but i think um have you read the med uh the book the messy middle no i haven't but oh, i feel like i'm gonna like read that it book. it's really good it basically says how starting a business there's like three different stages mm. and like the first stage you're really excited so like everything's really positive so you're mm. like yeah you know excited happy all of these emotions and then after you've run a business for like you know a year or two you're in this middle bit and you feel like sometimes it's just you're up and down and up and down and up and down mm. um it, it's you rarely have that kind of long stretch of just positivity success yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean totally um and so I think that's the most difficult thing is when you're in the low to be like it you will get over it um you will get through it because you know that is financial like you know there's there's moments where we literally cannot pay ourselves you know we've got one p in the bank yeah um it's crazy or we've been fined or i don't know do you know what i mean just loads of things suddenly just suddenly appear yeah and you're like oh like why am i doing this again like mm. um what's yeah exactly like let's quit all of those things but then you do you do get out of it and then you suddenly have a high do you know what I mean mm. but I think you just have to realize that when you're in a low it will you will um pass it um, and then when you're in a high you know it's not going to stay <laughs> yeah and how do you combat that when you're in a low what what motivates you to carry on um it definitely helps obviously that I have a business partner yeah um because again, I feel like sometimes we're like when she's in a low, I'm in a high. When I'm in a low, she's in a high. So we do definitely pick each other up. Yeah. Um, 
and then it is just the lifestyle like I don't know if this is something that you you really kind of cherish but the lifestyle of working for yourself Mm. I just don't think I could ever work for someone else again yeah I can't imagine it it either it's just like simple things I actually think that people will realize that in lockdown because I was actually chatting to my flatmate and he he um you know has a has a job that he he commutes every day to Mm. and this is the first time that thousands of people are suddenly working from home Mm. um and and kind of working on their own clock I guess or work working on their own time yeah um so you know you can go to the shops whenever you want you can um you know do a run at three o'clock or go for a walk or whatever you know what I mean whatever you Mm. you want to do it's like on your own schedule so so I just love having that so do you guys usually work from home or do you have an an office that you head to what what was your your pre-lockdown lifestyle (laughs) like yeah um so we we were in an incubator um Mm. so this college basically had taken us in for a year and given us free free office space amazing um so that was great so we we probably worked there two three times a week and then worked from home for uh, two days a week Mm. uh but sam sam's actually just moved to brighton so um yeah so she's probably not going to be commuting as much um and we both just really we're both really good at working from home remote working I think like if that suits your kind of character and personality then I think it it is a it is a really good thing but I totally get that some people need to see other people and kind of get that office bug (laughs) totally would you say you're more on the introvert extrovert scale where would you say that you you lay in between those those that's a good question I I see, I always thought I was an introvert. Other mm. people think I'm an extrovert, but I I definitely I like to like if I go to the office, I genuinely put my headphones in and I don't talk to anyone. I hate it when people talk to me. <laughs> it's like yeah. I just need to get. I yeah. You'd hate me then. I'm mate. weird. <laughs> May I'd be like by your desk. What are you doing now? <laughs> Trying to come see. <laughs> Oh my god, you and Sam, you and Sam would get on so well. <laughs> so, so you um, like to just remain siloed? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I'm just like I'm just I'm like I work, um, I guess maybe shorter hours but intensely. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's very efficient. Very efficient. Mm. Whereas I'm I am not like that at all. I wish I was like that, May. I need some. Do May. you faff? Are I you faff. A I faff so much. Um, I talk to people like I just disappear from my desk and just go off and talk oh to my gosh. for ages and do you have back. an office yeah so we have an office and it's a shared office space and so it's good in a way because I, I am a social creature and I can't deal with um being at home and my only co-worker is my mother <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um yeah I like to chat to people it keeps me motivated and like I end up mm. getting ideas from people inadvertently from that um so I, I think I'm probably more on the extrovert scale but then yeah it, things happen have you well. done like a behavioral assessment test I've done the Myers-Briggs one before have you done that one I've not done I ha- like I, I haven't done that one but I did one recently we did one recently um which I will send you because it is honestly oh yeah fascinating please do but it's it basically says that there's four quadrants um 
and and everyone's either in one of these quadrants and then there's also like a degree of how far you are yeah. into that quadrant uh, but it's basically saying that like in a team you need one person in each quadrant otherwise it just won't work yeah um so that's like so sam and i completely opposite ends of the scale um but yeah. it just kind of tells you stuff and you're like oh my god I had no idea about that about myself but it's so true yeah totally I need that I need that and I need to see what who the person I employ what she's like because she's <laughs> yeah. so efficient she's so much better at my job than me <laughs> like she just <laughs> no, but so that's the thing. like you're but that okay so she must be the doer she she's she the like doer. does stuff but you're like the leader who has the vision do you know what I mean so she can't it's a great way she can't (laughs) just rubbing your ego here she doesn't know how she doesn't know what direction you know the boat needs to go whereas you're at the front (laughs) you know like (laughs) yeah that makes me feel so much better because I just think shouting at people (laughs) (laughs) that's great though I definitely need to take note of that behavioral test because that sounds right up my street (laughs) <laughs> um okay well proudest moment to date may do you have one um so last year we signed apple as a client nice. and that was that was a big moment but it's 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 actually not as like um i guess yeah they're not paying um, you that much <laughs> no, exactly oh my god <laughs> a they are paying us freaking nothing yeah and B, it wasn't as exciting as you'd think it was. Like if I, right. <laughs> if I, if they told, you know, if 10 years ago, someone told me that Apple was a client, yeah. I would be like, oh yeah. my God, this amazing. is amazing, like, amazing, incredible. Like yeah. what? Blah, blah. And then when it actually happens, it's really not, <laughs> not yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, because there's just so many things you've got, like so many hoops, like, mm. you, you know, it's not a glamorous thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like, yeah basically it's just not it's just not what you think it is but but what I need to do um is just take a step back and um just you know realize how well we've done and just oh absolutely um, definitely that's you literally took the words right out of my mouth I was going to say we sometimes do need to take stock of these things because yeah you don't you don't kind of just like sit and think about what you've achieved if you look back on your entire career span and, and even just write down all your accolades that you've done and and just so be like, oh my god we've achieved all this just you and sam alone have achieved all this no obviously with the help of people around you but you you both are the driving forces mm. to create that. i mean you don't realize that like yeah. today i still don't you know you, you don't really yeah like you said you just don't really acknowledge what you what you've achieved but actually if you write it down and then think back yeah. to you know, when I was at PwC, yeah, the thought of like even owning my own company, mm. doing it with Sam, having Apple as a client, yeah, like, in my eyes back then that would be success. Yeah, hundred percent. And then I bet you feel like the goalposts have changed now, and it's some it's something else that you're striving towards. Yeah. Got Apple do you now. do you find that? <laughs> <laughs> but do you find that difficult? Sometimes yeah. I find that concept really difficult of like of um changing the goalpost every time you oh my kind of reach a milestone yeah definitely. because then it's like but I just want to get to the end <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah I when... don't understand like when <laughs> when are you when are we done when did it like... stop yeah 100% I mean <laughs> when when, did it stop? for us when we got our first big client um 
I it was on to the next thing pretty much straight away mm. and then I, I didn't think to myself like oh my god like what we've achieved in a, in a short space of time was incredible and it was already like your mind was like right what's next what do we now need to do and you're so right in the sense that it's like when does it stop I guess the moment it stops is when we're making our millions and we can sell the company that's my but I don't even I don't even <laughs> think it is I think I think like but think. that's the thing I think when you get there you're like oh my god I want a billion <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. I know. I understand exactly. What's what your you mean. What's your end goal now then? The for the business, um, I think, is to sell the company at a profitable margin. I guess I think that's kind of mm. where most agencies want to end up. I think. I think long term wise, in terms of kind of personal aspects, having a family and all those types of things, need to get a boyfriend first. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> step one get a boyfriend um but yeah i mean in terms of um the business sense trying to establish myself as an entrepreneur within the space and be reputable i guess so whatever mm. field i go into i might go back into working with someone uh, at another company just for a while if i've got kids i think that'll probably be a good option i don't really mm. know to be honest what about you may yeah i think definitely financial stability would be great yeah um it's funny because I do think that like if I if I stayed at PwC I would have had I would have the stability Mm. but I always say I just feel like in those large corporations you can only move up so much do you know what I mean like there's there's a set yeah um like process and you can only move so quickly and actually even if you get to the top yeah you don't really earn ridiculous you know you know you earn a, obviously a great amount of money yeah but it's not like substantial so that you can then I don't know quit or do something else or do or do um something you love so mm-hmm. I think to be honest that's the, definitely the reason why I started my own company is because I feel like I'm putting all of my effort in now mm. <laughs> so that later on I don't need to um work yeah. like I, I really want obviously I do want a family um and I think when I do have a family, I don't want to have to work, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we're seeing more people like millennials aiming to retire a lot earlier mm. by just by doing things like starting their companies um, at, at a younger age. It's almost like this new wave of uh, entrepreneurs coming through that are around our age. Like you don't not you don't have to be anymore an old fat white guy in their fifties to start a company anymore. You, you can be people our age exactly. and, and still yeah. make something of it as well. Um, mm. So that's quite interesting. Any any regrets? Oh, any regrets? Um, I wish I'd quit PWC sooner, <laughs> but I don't know. That's not a regret. Um, I, I yeah, I feel like you can't have regrets. And I feel like everything happened for a reason. So, yeah. Um, I don't have a. Sorry, I don't have an answer for that one. No, that's Can't good. Hundred percent. I I absolutely agree. I don't think there's any point in having regrets. Obviously, there's definitely mistakes that I made along the way that I didn't have to make. <laughs> <laughs> but they've all become yeah. lessons. Lessons in in you know right now. So I hundred percent agree with that. Um, and last week we'll end it on what's one piece of advice you'd give to someone thinking about starting their business oh um that is a good 
question I feel like I, I feel like I get asked that a lot and I never have an answer for it <laughs> I should learn one one and just repeat it um I definitely think that you need to do something that you really enjoy yeah. and you know you have a passion for because it when you set up a business if your end goal is just to make money um that's just not going to work um I think you really just need because you need you need to um have something that will make you get out of bed every day because because like I said before the journey is not easy like if everyone can set up a business obviously you know everyone would um but it's just that burning kind of passion and the reason why you started the company that just keeps you going um so I think yeah like what what someone like always quotes it quotes that as like the moment you quit is the moment you fail so as long as you keep going yeah you are you are successful you you know so you just need to really think about what what you're passionate about Mm. um and link that to to whatever you're you're doing I do think that like financially um it will always come as well like if you have a great idea if you have a good business if you have Mm. the passion like the money will come Mm. so don't worry too much about where yeah what like the finances and things like that that's really good advice what's yours what's my advice oh oh Mm. I didn't expect this to be asked back (laughs) um one one piece of advice I actually got this from um an old colleague who she wrote me a letter she was my manager actually she wrote me a letter when I left and it made me cry my eyes out I'm a bit of an emotional person in case you can tell me <laughs> I cry a lot it's fine um and <laughs> <laughs> she she put a quote in there by I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt and it was um no one can underestimate you without your permission and I've taken mm. that I, I have recited that every single before every single pitch every single meeting every single networking event that I go into I think of that quote and it really helps my mindset when it comes to like, actually, why can't I be any one of these? Like, why can't I do what any person in this room has done? Why can't I say what they what they've said? Why can't I speak up? You know, okay. like it's kind of completely it's changed my mindset in the sense that actually that's right. Like I have a right to be in this room. I don't need to feel nervous because my opinion is still valid and. Yeah, so that's something that's really stuck with me. It's a bit more kind of abstract. I love um, that. But it's one of like a, no, it's a mi- mindset one. And also I think one big lesson that I've learned from a from a experience perspective is go into business. If you're thinking about going into business with someone, do it with someone that you 100% trust and mm. and you have the fundamentals of a relationship of some sort because without that it's not going to work at all and I learned that the hard way and it's really nice to see you and your best mate just thriving together in this partnership Aww. um so yeah it's nice to like see other kind of female duos um because you don't really see yeah. that that much at it like you know I haven't really seen that mm. many co CEO females you know it's brilliant it's really amazing to see and I, I want to just see more of it 100% so I think th- this is why things like this the podcast that we're doing even though my podcast is so tiny and so small but it's going out to people who are interested in this space and potentially thinking about starting something 
and seeing the likes of you and talking to you and hearing that you might have had similar backgrounds to them it could help and inspire them in some way so it's really cool uh, to hear your story like I would love to just like hear or like you know if anyone does want to reach out in terms of if they have a business idea or just need advice um like I know that both of us are always here for any anyone do you know what I mean any fellow Asians um (laughs) who maybe just need like that support because that's the thing I don't actually like do you do you have any did you have any Asian role model entrepreneurs? Like, I don't think I can name any. <laughs> Apart from my kind of, my, my families who have started takeaway businesses, like the likes of kind of yourself. No, I don't think so. I have a few friends who I think have started businesses, but in terms of being in the creative sector and, and almost doing similar things, I think, I think you may be the first. <laughs> Just trying to, yeah, I think you're think. first. <laughs> Seriously. That's not okay, yeah. is it? We need to find more. It isn't okay yeah um yeah the more I'm thinking about it the more I'm like yeah. we should we should definitely set something up I think like um because also you're like the north representative <laughs> yeah. and the south I'll cover the northwest region <laughs> you'll cover the south got it sorted it. we need to find like a Scottish one yeah exactly. yeah and an so- Irish one <laughs> oh yeah absolutely don't forget about our, our Irish uh, cousins <laughs> um so where can where can everyone find you on social May? Well, you can follow me on Instagram um, at May Yip. You can also uh, follow my podcast, Phenomenal and Asian, on yeah. Instagram as well. And um, if you're interested in Eric, you can also follow <laughs> us on Eric Festival on Instagram. Love it. So basically, very Instagram heavy. Love it. Um, but yeah, like DM me if you have any questions. I honestly would love to help. Um, if I can brilliant well thank you so much May it's been really nice chatting to you as usual I know we need we definitely um need to properly chat like yeah I just want to hear the gossip I want to hear what's going on with the dating life (laughs) off the record (laughs) off the record dating life yeah 100% definitely um okay I'll I'll stop recording now just wait one second okay (laughs) stop (laughs)